performances on the shaggy brown rug in front of the fireplace, and brought her first boyfriend here to meet her parents. The familiar sight of the pictures over the mantel and the knitted blanket on the back of the sofa should have been comforting. Instead, it felt like she couldn't breathe in here sometimes. Don't let her get to you, Pumpkin. You know how your mother is. Kay turned at her father's voice. With his jet-black hair shot through with streaks of silver, Leland Wilhelm was a striking man. To Kay, he was the most handsome man alive. He'd always been her champion and her protector. Even now, when he didn't agree with the way she was living her life, as a single mom trying to break into the music business, he was always in her corner. Always on her side. Thanks, Daddy. I won't. She gave him a quick hug and then walked down the hallway and into the kitchen. Hope was already strapped into her high chair and eating a cup of yogurt. Half of it was on her cheeks, and the other half was on the front of her bib. She gave Kaylee a big toothy grin when she saw her. I'll be back around ten to pick up Hope. I'm sorry it's so late. I've just got a lot of catching up to do. Her mom waved her apology off with an impatient flick of her wrist. It's always something. They want you to sing it again, sing it differently, sing it better. They're never satisfied. Kay swallowed her usual protests. She was tired of defending her profession to her mom. Especially since she should have understood. Her mom had been a jazz singer before getting married and had recorded a few albums. Okay, I'll see you then. Kay kissed Hope on the top of her head and then left, her steps quickening as she approached the front door. There were days when it was harder than others to leave. Days when her mom made her feel guilty for having to work so late, or days when Hope cried and clung to her. Those were the worst. Even though she knew intellectually that Hope was fine as soon as she left, it was still hard to leave when her baby girl was crying. There were some days it was all she could do to get out while she could. For not the first time in the past few months, Elliot Alexander wondered if he was getting old. He was great at his job, and that hadn't changed. But being the muscle had never been this exhausting. The senator has asked me to convey that he will answer questions at a short news conference after the hearing. He ignored the riot of questions, thrown out by reporters, and blocked them from following his current client, Senator Ross Evans, up the courtroom steps. A particularly nasty reporter who'd been dogging their steps for days stopped short just before bumping into his chest. Shame. He wouldn't have minded knocking that little twerp to the ground. The senator hadn't been sure about hiring a firm headed up by a former bouncer, but due to his connections from his younger brother, his firm had an impeccable record when it came to protecting celebrities. Alexander Security Incorporated had started out providing protection for boy bands, but after his move to Washington, D.C., They'd branched out to protecting the celebrities of the nation's capital, senators, congressmen, and influential businessmen. Hey, boss, 
I've got a message for you. Eli turned to face one of his newest employees, Tank Marshall. He'd hired the young gun straight from the military. That was how Eli got most of his guys. They were tough, disciplined, and determined. Exactly what he needed. What is it? He kept his eyes on his client as he responded. The senator was spearheading a controversial new bill about immigration. He'd contracted ASI because he expected threats against his life. He wasn't wrong. They'd intercepted several messages in the senator's mail that indicated he was a target. Now they just had to keep him safe. Carly's been trying to get in touch with you. She has some stuff that needs your signature, and she also said you got a package. Eli's brow furrowed. This was exactly what he'd been trying to avoid.